Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly, and today I'm here with Priscilla Rose. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. You know, just basking in the the Florida sun. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you know. sunny and so very not moist. Uh, I listen. I've been to Florida once, and I had a great time. But it also, I think, it had like no humidity for like the whole time I was there. So I got this That's, like really. You went to a different state. No yeah. humidity. You were not in Florida. I was like, oh, I think we had one day where there was high humidity, and we had like a thunderstorm, and I was like, ooh, that's so cool. And then the rest of it was perfect, and I got to swim with manatees. Oh wow! And it was, and that was the highlight of my trip, and that's all I care about. I've accidentally gone swimming with manatees. That's terrifying. They are so big. They're so much I was larger just than I hanging thought. out in Crystal River. You That's know, where I just went. vibing. Yeah, just vibing. And um, it wasn't like a pre-planned thing or anything, but I was just swimming along and a manatee showed up and like kept brushing itself against me. And I was like, wow. wow. Okay, I guess we're friends, buddy. Yeah. I mean, they kind of just, um, I remember the, the manatee that, uh, I, I like hung out with it was like four or five of them oh, but like the, I know right I've got cool friends um they're mostly sea cows yeah. but I uh, <laughs> it's like the pink poodles but they're just sea cows anyway um we got a little we got a little manatee on the skirt anyway anyway so I uh, I went to we'd wake up at like 3 a.m to to drive oh to this to Crystal River to go to this like it was like a 7 a.m tour um and there was like a, a couple of manatees and then there were was like a mom and her baby um and the mom and the baby were the ones who were just like chilling the most with us and it was only like two other people on the tour with us oh wow um and there was no other boats out so it's just us it's super early in the morning weather is beautiful we get in there and um i learned very quickly that i don't know how to snorkel (laughs) Um, like really super mega don't know how to snorkel also can't open my eyes underwater two things that are a problem when you're trying to swim with manatees because the water's not like clear it's like sort of it's kind of like a murky greeny sort like it's interesting yeah like i wonder what time of year you were there i don't i we were god it would have been Probably July or August, something That's like that. That's so odd. Every time I've ever been to Crystal or Rainbow River, it's been like clear. Like you can see the gators sleeping on the bottom of the river, kind of clear. It was. It wasn't that clear. Like it was clear enough that like I could see my hand in front of my face and stuff. Like it wasn't yeah. murky. But also, well, here's the thing. I, I also have to wear glasses, so there was maybe some other things happening. There's some Fair extenuating enough. circumstances there, Priscilla. But any water moccasins? Well, no, I didn't. I did not. But I, I would have been into that. My mom, not so much. But I was actively gagging and kind of throwing up and blind as oh, I'm no. flopping around uselessly in the water. I don't know how to use my fins. I am a strong swimmer, but like pool swimmer, I've never like 
I've Valid. never done the nature part of it anyway. I'm like I'm like throwing up, attempting to shove my snorkel in my mouth. I have a very small mouth. Things are going poorly for me in that way. Can't see anything. Don't know how to use my feet. And then I like dip my head underwater. Mind you, I also have a disposable underwater camera attached to oh my, my wrist. Gosh. So I'm flopping around with a piece of machinery too. I dip my head underwater. I finally shove my thing in my mouth. I look and I see that I am about to crash into a massive manatee. Because, <laughs> like, it kind of came up out of nowhere because in the sort of murky-ish water that's sort of green, you know, they kind of, they're gray and green. They just blend, they blend in. in. Yeah. They look like rocks. Um, But they're so much bigger than I thought they would be, Priscilla. I thought... They're huge. I thought it'd be, like, the size of a... Like a, like a, like a, I don't know, a large dog. I no, don't it's know. it's like a cow. It's like a full, it's bigger it's, than, a, it's bigger bigger than, than me. Like it's huge. Yeah. Um, and we were told very strictly by our guide. He was like, you cannot touch the manatees. Yeah, they have to touch you. Yeah, you cannot touch them. And so I was flopping around about to smack straight into a manatee. And so I had to like cartwheel underwater to like not hit them. Anyway. These manatees were very nice, and they did end up, once I calmed down and stopped throwing up, um, they did eventually start nibbling on our legs, and it was a great experience for me. I love it. Give us lots of kisses. I love it. It was very nice. Um, but, yeah, that was a troubling. <laughs> Most of oh that was a, was a troubling intro. Not my proudest moment, certainly. <laughs> but, you know, what is? What is? Yeah. Yeah. So, Priscilla... Aside from, um, uh, you know, swimming accidentally with, with manatees and getting sloppy, sloppy wet out there in the Florida. Uh, what do you do? What do I do? What do you do, um, I guess, I guess I read and write books. Mm, that's some nerd shit. It is. Very geeky nerd shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have a book coming out. I do. It's a little, a little novella. Ooh, my word. So um, you write fantasy romance, yes? I do. But- Romanticy, as some like to put it. <laughs> That's terrible. I guess I don't know is pharaoh that much better, because then I just think everything involves, like, Egyptian uh, pharaohs. So I-, I guess, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's a- I literally, like, the-, the-, the pharaoh discord, I'm over there like... I know what y'all mean, but every time I'm like, oh, the Pharaoh did. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That is not how Pharaoh is spelled. (laughs) Pharaoh is spelled with a P-H, my dear. (laughs) Listen, listen. You got to read this Pharaoh. Pharaoh? Yeah, that's how I say it. Okay, but then it's just, it's just the wheat. It's just the grain. Oh my gosh. I don't know how to cook it. I don't know what it's for, but I think it's fancy. So I guess that's a plus. It's fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's a fancy. It's a fancy grain. It's a quality grain, as they would say in Stardew Valley. Um, quality. Yeah, it's a quality. It's got a. It's got a purple star for quality. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. I don't know. A lot of my like. family plays it. I. I play approximately four video games and have played approximately four video games for most of my life. And um, I've half of those video games, by which I mean two of those video games, I've only recently been introduced to in the past two years because of the pandemic. 
Oh, wow. Um, I don't play a lot of games anymore, but I did as a kid. But it was mostly like Zelda, Pokemon, Spyro. Oh, Spyro was Little... good. I remember watching yeah. my brother play Spyro. I, I was a backseat gamer where my brother was the, was good at it because he could handle the pressure. But I just sat Fair. there and was like, I don't want to play this because... The only other, like, the only, like, big boy games I played were, like, Borderlands 2 and Dead by Daylight. Oh, they sound scary. They are scary games. <laughs> one is a horror game, and one is like I don't know what Borderlands would be considered horror adventure. <sighs> that sounds very scary. It's not a horror game, but like it it can be. If they're jumping at me in real time, yeah, I don't. Okay. I can't do it. Like, I can't yeah. do it. I need, like, I can barely do Stardew Valley's combat because it scares the shit out of me. And I don't, like, I get very, I get very upset because I lose and I die. Um, Aww. <laughs> and because I can't handle the pressure. But you know what doesn't have uh, high pressure situations because it's turn-based. Divinity 2 Original Sin Definitive Edition for Switch. Now, that one. That is such a long title. Yes, it is. I don't have to say it all, but at this point, I'm so deep in it that I do, and it's just I'm not hmm. changing. That one has romance options, and oh. it's got Dragon Man, and Dragon Man combat is turn based. Somebody so I call can take Katie Roberts as I need. Oh my god! Please do Dragon call Katie Robert. Man. Please let her. Please somebody, let her know about my podcast. Somebody call Katie Roberts. Somebody call Katie Roberts. I was getting roasted the other day in my um patreon discord because um one of my my friends is uh friends with katie robert and she was like you should just email her to be on your podcast and i was like i can't do that do you know how busy she is she can't do my, my stupid little podcast are you kidding me she probably would she would she honestly probably would i'm gonna send the link <laughs> to this episode to her on twitter and i'm gonna be like hi queen of my soul i love your books um and me and this podcaster talked about you for five minutes and now you should be on this podcast because we love you please Listen, do it if me doing a whole episode on one of her books didn't get her on this podcast i don't know what will i'm very convincing you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. We'll start a, a campaign. Just let's have everyone pile into Katie Roberts. Don't do that. Actually, no. I don't even do want. I do, do not want to do that. I will just personally <laughs> tag her in an audio clip of this moment and be like, "We love you, legend. Come be on Kingdom of Thirst podcast. Hashtag Queen. Tell me your secrets. Yeah. Uh, spill that tea. Oh, God, she's so cool. She's so busy. I know. I'm so sad. The so. dream. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She also seems very stressed out. I don't think I can handle her level of constant stress. I'm very stressed out. I just don't have cool pink hair and dragon romance books. That's the thing about it, though. She wears it well, whereas I feel she like does. I just look like a gremlin, and then people yell at me because I forget to eat. And I already like... look like a gremlin. I should just embrace it. I did dye my hair purple recently, and it did not come out purple. Like a professional. Oh, a professional we can't get it purple. Hair. Wow, why? What? I have tried to dye my hair purple like four times in my life. It's come out pink. It's come out red. It's come out blue. I just don't think purple and I were meant to be. Ah, oh, that sucks. My hair rejected purple. <laughs> Your hair just so was like, I'm not doing it. You can't force me to do this. You I dyed it black because it kept turning red. It just wouldn't. And I'm, I'm, I have like dark brown hair naturally. It just kept turning That's red. I was crazy. like, I can't do this. I'm doing it black. I've only fully dyed my hair once. And that was when I was 13. 
And oh my gosh, I, with Kool-Aid? Here's the deal. No, no, I a professional did it for she did it oh, in the kitchen. Okay. But a professional Not did like it for you. me. Here's the deal though. I wanted my dream was to have like hot, like red highlights i wanted to be like main character style been there like, done yeah, that right yeah yeah okay she didn't hear the highlights part she would <gasps> dye my hair part listen i had ronald mcdonald hair for four years and i chose that life so i get it That's i don't incredible. know why i chose that life but i had bright red like ronald mcdonald hair that's what i had i had like full-on like fire truck hair and then i had like, to just walk into class yeah. the next day and everyone was like what did you do and i was see like, but i listen. thought it was cute i i don't know what 13 14 year old priscilla was like i am hot shit with my hot fire red hair and at some point in time in high school i just like processed the fact that i kind of looked like a clown <laughs> And I was like, I I have to not do this. And then I started dyeing my hair black. And then I went like blonde streaks. And then I did like a reddish purple. And now I've kind of done everything under the sun. I did pink for a little while. I kind of had the thought where for, I guess, like six months, I when I was like in 24 or something like that, where I was like, what if I just like committed to the pastel hair life? Like, I think I would look cute with pastel hair. You would, but and, it's so much work. Uh, but then I was like, I couldn't. There's no way. There's no way I could do that to myself. I would never recover from that. Uh, but I shave half my head. I mean, I have an undercut, but that it, like it's like the whole side of both. And cool. the whole back of my hair is shaved. So I'm kind of in the just like hair is just a decoration part of uh, life. <laughs> you do look much cooler than me. You have like cool tattoos. You're wearing a cool anime shirt. I don't even I know. I appreciate you. I'm just a giant nerd. Well, that's, um, but you wear it well. That's, that's the thank thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm like, uh, I'm in that weird subgroup where some days I kind of look like a fairy princess and some day I kind of look like a punk rocker and no one knows what to do with me. I live My with husband one of those. is confused. Yeah. He's like, um, he expected a like very natural <laughs> girl because that's who he began dating many, many moons ago. Yeah. Um, and she slowly morphed into who she wanted to be. And it's this creature gremlin from the lagoon. Um, and he's still confused about it. Well, here's the thing with men. You got to keep them on their toes. You got to keep them guessing. Because if they figure yeah, you exactly. out, then then that's when the trouble starts. You got to be married a tiny little woman. Like, yeah, there you go. You should have known I was going to be a, a, a queer raccoon. A fake. You know, that trend, that trend that was like, um, you know, do you look like a fae, a, a wolf, a shifter, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. I always got fae or vampire. I can see always. it. It's your little chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the chin, Priscilla. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But I fully accept being a fae. Listen. I'm going to post some Femme Rune Danon cosplay videos soon. We're just going full force. I'm going to color in my tattoos for it. Like, we're we're going for it. I, I have love a haircut. It. I might oh as well. God. Oh, yeah. my God. Live your best life. Go out there. Be silly. Just, 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 you know, live your bisexual dreams, Priscilla. Exactly. I wish more authors were, like, comfortable with having fun on social media. Now, there are a lot that are. Yeah. Like, um, Katie Robert. Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean... Um, what's her name? Wow. Why am I blanking suddenly? 
I mean, JLA has fun on social media. Um, there's a lot of uh, authors that do, like Scarlett St. Clair. She posts, yeah. she posts like her in lingerie on social media. I'm like, you go, queen. Yeah. I wish there was more of that energy because although we're all like authors and creators and stuff, like we're also just people. Like yeah. I would totally like to see a video of a famous author's like dog or them doing a ridiculous cosplay. Like I think it, it makes them more human and it, it makes it brings me in. It's more appealing to see their real side. I think that so many authors have only just like they they don't really grasp social media beyond like its use as a professional tool that they kind of don't particularly like authors that are even like 10 years older than than we are, right? I think like there's a sort of um block that they have with like understanding that you can mesh both and in fact a lot of people prefer to not feel like they are being sold something all of the time. Exactly. Um, that's a tough thing. I saw today uh, somebody on Twitter was like, hey, I, I like I was doing this like seminar with this um, publisher marketing team and they were talking about how uh, graphics made with Canva and stuff like that, they look pretty, but why don't they actually sell anything? Why don't people engage with those posts? And they realized it was because they look like ads and we are so turned off by ads that we refuse to engage with them. And I, I personally, like I had that thought the other day when I was like, damn, using Canva to make like little like thingamajiggies and like graphics and stuff would save me time because I'm an illustrator and I just like whip up my own stuff or whatever. But like, oof, man, it would save me time to make things look nice. But then I was like, oh, but then everything would look like everybody else's stuff. Um, And I think in the Uh same vein, like authors are so stuck in this idea of it being a social tool. I mean, tool for like self-promotion that they don't necessarily think of just like let loose and have fun and making it sloppy because they have like a, you know, a game plan that they're trying to do and um also it's hard i don't know it's hard being i i I think we also ask authors to put so much of themselves out as products that they don't necessarily some people just don't want to do that um that's fair but like i feel like a lot of them that heavily use social media um i feel almost like it's going against themselves to not be authentic yeah like they would probably have an easier time overall if they kind of made that jump. Um, I use Canva like religiously for like Instagram posts, mm-hmm. but I've kind of just made it my brand that it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I, f- and I don't just post um, like really pretty put together things. Like mm-hmm. I also will just post a selfie or one of my other friends books or, you know, just other things like that. And I try to like switch it up, but it's the same with TikTok. I, I have a, I don't have like a crazy big TikTok following, but I have like, I'm approaching, I guess I have 9,000 followers and. My um, God, FAMO over here. Oh my oh goodness. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, there's, there's millions of people with way more than that, but like. Listen, I, I don't even have a TikTok. So what is it? I don't know. So it sounds <laughs> that very was me impressive. For, that was me for a while. I didn't make my TikTok until like literally a year ago. Wow. Yeah, all my friends were on TikTok and they were like, Priscilla, you have to join. You would do so well. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. I don't understand this weird app. And I downloaded it. And then like, I, here we are a year later. And I'm like, I guess I do understand this weird app. That's um, wild. But I'm addicted to it. Yeah. And I kind of built my little following on just like being me. And although I'm in the book talk niche, yeah. I post cosplay videos. Yeah. I occasionally post like personal videos about me or my husband or like, I don't know, being queer, or, like my family and stuff like that. And I kind of just mix it up. 
And I'm aware that some of my videos are going to, like, quote-unquote, blow up or do well. And I'm aware that some of the videos I post are not going to do well. And I post them anyway. Yeah. Because I want to. Yeah. Um, Like, I I posted something, and I thought in my head, like, I feel like this might blow up. And it it did, like, I don't know, like, 100,000 views or something. And I was like, okay, I guessed that one correctly. And then I posted another one, like, a day later. And I was like, this is not going to do well at all. And, uh, frankly, I don't care. And I got, like, 300 views. And I was like, whatever. That was fun, though. And I think that's... Like, yeah, you need to advertise your books, and yeah, you need to, like, be a professional, but, like, I don't know, don't make it a miserable chore, is, I guess, my advice for everyone. My feeling on it is, if you are going to be selling yourself anyway on the internet, first of all, you can't be on every platform, you can't stretch yourself that far. I know that the advice is to, like, be everywhere, do all the things. You can't. Like, you just, you just can't. And I think if you try to, you come off as inauthentic. What you can do is on the select platforms that you feel like you are good at and that you enjoy, you can be authentic as well as sell your stuff. Um, And you don't necessarily have to be the most engaged as far as like telling the whole world like what you do every day and like what your kids look like. Also like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. There's a certain level of like they need to know your people because we live in an age when we can buy anything anyway. Right. We have access to all of the things. What we don't have access to is the personal connection that we're all craving. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's what people are kind of looking for now. They're looking for experience over the thing. And so if they like you, they're also more invested in your stuff. I for sure are more likely to buy books from authors that I like. And Mm -hmm. I've started pushing back in or trad published books in which like they're super famous and viral for my like indie author friends that I've interacted with books just because I'm like why know them and I know they're a good person and and why not give their books a chance over this like uh international bestseller my feeling is they don't need me (laughs) um like i'm they're doing great you know i'm 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 glad that you know these these people who are famous authors and stuff i'm sure they're awesome they don't need me they don't need me that's why i tend to do like not i i do some trade you know on on the the podcast i do occasionally if i just happen to really like the book or whatever yeah um but for the most part i do indie and self-published books because it's just like i don't know they don't like they don't have the same sort of yeah. reach like backing yeah why wouldn't i if i liked the book enough and if i can have the author on i'm going to do those things because what does it cost me like really like nothing it's in this it's just yeah. this is fun um and there's so many we live in an age of so much good content so many good books oh my god for sure yeah we also live in an age of terrible terrible books as well but that's okay i um, unpopular, very painfully unpopular opinion. It's yeah. hard for me to dislike a book. Now, I'm pretty... <laughs> Do you I'm like pretty, them sloppy, Priscilla? Do you like them nasty? I'm pretty good at guessing whether or not I will like a book yeah. based on the reviews and the um, blurb and the and the picture. Oh, like, you I, read reviews. That's smarter than what I do, which is just uh, pick up a book and don't know well, anything okay. about it. So I used to do that. Okay. Um, okay. Some of my favorite books of all time. So a little factoid about me is growing up, I didn't really have a lot of money. I mostly read books at the library, read a lot of manga, read a lot of like whatever was in the library. So like Beautiful Creatures, Percy Jackson, the whole yeah. nine yards, like the, the dream, right? Um, 
then I got older and then I got to read that plus whatever my dad was willing to buy me because he randomly made the terrible decision to say he would buy me any book I asked for. He does not have the money to do this. He still does this to this day. But he did not have the money to fund um, that statement. He thought it would, like, get me really into reading. But what he didn't know is that I was going to become, like, crazy. Yeah. Um... So then I had, like, I got to pick books at um, Barnes & Noble. So as long as it had a cover that I knew wouldn't make my dad uncomfortable, I could pick it out. <laughs> so thank you, discreet romance authors. That covers um, a lot of ground. Oh, yeah. As long as it didn't look weird to my dad, he wasn't going to check out where it came from, yeah. what genre. He wasn't even going to think twice. As long as there wasn't, like, a shirtless ab dude, I could get it. Oh my He also God. didn't like skulls, I learned. Um, so as long as it didn't have those things, we were good, right? So I got to that, and then, um, as I got into college, I mostly read really popular bestseller fantasy romance and just regular fantasy, YA fantasy, and Star Wars books. Um, went through a big yes. phase where all I read was Star Wars. As a kid, I read Legends, but, like, all the new Star Wars books. Uh-huh. Dis- Disney sends me ARC copies of books a lot. I absolutely... Thank you, Disney gods. I love you. I b- thank you for blessing me. I just finished Queen's Hope the other day. Oh, my God. How is it? Is it good? It's good. Oh, it's... it's... <sighs> my favorite is still Queen's Shadow. I don't think any Star Wars book is ever going to freaking top that book. I love it so much. But yeah. it's a really good book. I love Sabe. I love the whole thing. You'll probably cry. It's it's great time. Oh, God. Anything. Anything with... <laughs> anything with, with my girls. Man. Anything with my girls makes me cry. I love the Handmaidens so much. They're like everything... Like, after Princess Leia, I have a Princess Leia tattoo. Princess Leia and my my boy Kylo are my babies. But after that, it's Padme and the Handmaidens, you know? they I, just I get, like, real messed up about Padme. I was in love with I Padme know. As, a, as a kid. I was, like, I was so traumatized by her death because I was yeah. like, she could have done so much good for the universe. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted to live a good life. She didn't deserve this. That was literally me. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I also got it mixed up for a long time as a kid. I thought, um, uh, oh, my God, I'm shaming myself. But the planet that uh, that Leia is from. Alderaan? Alderaan, yes. I thought Alderaan and Naboo were the same planet. That's and hilarious. So, so, but I here's the thing. is after, When I was a kid and I was in love with, uh, with Padme, and then I knew that she died. And then in my head, I linked the Star Wars movie. So I said, oh, God. And after she died, also her planet was destroyed. The place that she loved so oh, much. No. <laughs> anyway, relieved that that is not the case. I'm not relieved because my poor girl Leia had to watch her whole entire people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Naboo's very pretty. So is Alderaan! Well, it's gone now, so I guess that there's, you Naboo know... is filmed in Italy. It's not fair. You can't... That was that was bias. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, when I got done with all the Star Wars books, mm-hmm. um, uh, I started getting really into audiobooks because mm. I have ADHD and not nice, a lot nice. of time, and so I listen to audiobooks while at work, and it kind of, like, helps me not get distracted by, like, other people and stuff, right? Mm. But before I got an Audible account, I tried to find free books on Spotify. There were quite a lot. I don't know why, but a lot of audiobook publishers had contracts with Spotify from like 2018 to like 2020, 2021. Um, Most of those books have been removed by Spotify. Like the contract was super short. But there were a lot of books on Spotify during this time period. I don't know why. Now everyone switched to Audible, right? But I would just click a book. 
and I would just start listening. Never looked at the blurb, never looked at a review. All I saw was the title and the little cover, right? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, that caused a couple DNFs, um, but books I found that I loved. Well, well, I have a signed copy of both of these books I'm about to list. The Shaman Born series. Okay. It's a YA fantasy. It's dope. It's dope as hell. That's all I can say. Like, it is so, it's like a gritty YA. It's not based in romance, but yet it, like, captivates your soul. And if you grew up with anything kind of like, I don't know, it's like if Percy Jackson and Harry Potter um, didn't, Percy Jackson isn't problematic, but, like, if Harry Potter wasn't problematic yeah. and the vibes of Percy Jackson make it a little grittier, give it a lot of diversity, and you get the Shamanborn series. Like, it's amazing, magical, it's based on among um shamanism it's just it's it's friggin cool. that sounds cool as hell it's cool as hell and then the other series is what really got me into like craving some muddy romance and that is the kiss quotient trilogy oh. now that's all over tiktok now but yeah. at the time i listened to it i'm gonna sound like an asshole hipster but at the time i listened to it it was not it was not like a crazy popular book right mm-hmm. i listened to this book and I had no idea the plot. All I see is this little teacher, this little teacher looking character and this little, because it's contemporary. So it's yeah. got the, the doodle bops characters, yeah, the little, right? The little illustrated characters, yeah. The little illustrated, like super simple. And there's all these math equations. I'm like, it'll be about a teacher. That's great. I'm going to be a teacher one day. Teacher romance. Cool. It is about a woman who is autistic, um, wanting to get better like with her sexuality and like improve herself so she hires a male escort to teach her (laughs) this book is so smutty it's beautiful like it's it's emotional and it's romantic and it's beautiful and it's like it's a 10 out of 5 read like it's chef's kiss one of my favorite books of all time but to go in expecting like a cozy little teacher romance and getting that was wild. It was a wild experience. That's the complaint a lot of people have with the illustrated covers too. Is they're like, I don't know what to expect. Is it gonna be like a super sweet like closed door it looks romance, so or pure. is it gonna be like some wild raunchy stuff? And I'm like, listen, could be either. Could be both. You yeah. Know. The, one of those summer books, I don't know if it's people we meet on vacation or if it's like Beach Read or it's one of those summery yeah. books, right? Uh, apparently it has smut in it and I would have never guessed that. I haven't read it, but like it just someone was like, oh, was yeah, it sexy. Christina Henry's, are you thinking of the, is it, it's because both of those books, I ha- I've sold so many of those books to the bookstore. So like, That's I know so exactly funny. what you're talking about. I they, don't know which one. Oh. They're, they're, the, they're the summer books though. It's one yes. of those two. That they, and they almost like, oh identical gosh, covers the too, by the way. Like they are, they're both yellow and they're both have like yeah. illustrated ladies on the cover and they're both like beach books. Um, but like, yes. I cannot tell the difference. But yeah, one of them has really good smut in it apparently. And I would have never guessed because uh, look at that cover. And it also, very often, in bookstores, does not get shelved in romance. Um, I would have bought it for my grandma, you know? Like, wouldn't have known. Grandma would have been like, Priscilla! Oh, my my grandma would have just been like, ooh! Um, publicly, I'm going to say that's how my grandma's reaction would be. My grandma... (laughs) My grandma may or may not be planning on reading my book, so she's in for a doozy. Oh, boy. Yeah, my grandma also reads my books. Hi, Nana. She listens to the podcast. Um, she's The only thing she really cares about is how much I swear. Sorry, Nan. Uh... As long as, yeah, pretty much. That, that's what I'll get. If I send her this, she'll be like, um, I would appreciate 
if you were more ladylike, my little bitch. Like, that's what my grandma would be like. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Gotta love them. God, we do. We do. We love our nans. We love our nans out there. Uh, yeah, my, my grandma also reads reads my books. Uh, and it is funny because I every time I sit down to write, you know, something smutty, I'm like, well, just gonna... Just, just gonna move past the thought that I just had about both my mother and my grandma and my friends and my co My mother-in-law. And... My yeah, mother-in-law. Oh, that's, t- that's a tough one. That's a tough She's one. She's like, I'm totally gonna read your book. I'm like, <gasps> I was thinking the other day, I was ranting to one of my best friends and I was like, oh my gosh, my eighth grade English teacher, my mother-in-law, my stepmom, my mom, my grandma. Oh my gosh! Probably my coworkers are yeah. going to read this book. Yeah, and they're gonna. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I have a oh. guy who comes in the bookstore. He's this really, really nice gentleman. His name is Tim. He is a former judge. Hi, Tim. He is. Uh, he is in his late sixties, early seventies. He is like a really nice guy. He's retired. He was. He was a judge for like twenty five years. Is he really into smut? Well, here's the thing. He's he's mar- he's happily married. He's a lovely fella. But he dro- he's really in the smut. <laughs> well, he he drops off because he knows that I we had a talk once about how much I like science and history, and we both like those things. So what he does is every single week he drops off his magazines he gets, like Scientific American, National oh, Geographic for that's me. So cute. Every week, it's the nicest thing in the world. And almost every week, he also asks me. He's like, "So how's the publishing thing going?" And I've explained to him, like, you know, how querying works and how, like, I'm doing like self pub stuff in the meantime and like the Patreon and stuff like this. Um, and he's like, "Well, you know, whatever it is, if I can buy it ahead of time, just let me know. Aww. I'll get it. I want to. I really want to support you. I really, man. I know it's so hard, and I want you to succeed. And I'm like, thank you so much, Tim. Fucking never, never ever am I gonna." <laughs> <laughs> not in a million years tim would i give you my book i thank you i mean from the bottom of my heart you are such a kind gentleman i can't i'm gonna buy tim your book i'm gonna fly to california when your book yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hand it to tim i'm gonna wait outside your bookstore and every time a man comes in i'm gonna say are you tim if he's wearing a shirt with sharks on it you'll you'll know it's him uh... she's lying it's probably a dolphin shirt <laughs> Yes, exactly. I would pick the same. Just to throw you off the trail, I, I, I picked another aquatic animal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I just... Genius. I, it's like Superman's costume. It's true. You would never know unless he, unless he put a, a fin on top. Wow. Um, no, I just... I just... Listen... I ha I I don't even write what I would term, like, particularly smutty stuff. Like, I... Like, how many scenes... Well, okay, for reference, I just finished uh, a dragon novella that was, well, I'm still counting it as a novella. We're not going to talk about the fact that it passed 40,000 words, but it was it did come out to about 46,000 words. We're not going to worry about that. Uh, but I'm in the same awkward boat where my book's kind of a novella, but not, I don't know, I'm calling it a novella. It was supposed to be a novel. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. My only All thing good. is I release it weekly as like a serial on um, my Patreon. Um, so I do like oh, monthly nice. novellas where they come out just week by week. Um, so they kind of have to fit a certain... Like, I have a schedule oh, that they have to fit. So yeah. the last chapter is, like, 9,000 words because I couldn't go off schedule and do another chapter. I love it. But for reference, if we're talking about that one, which let's round up and say it's 50,000 words, right? Um, Each chapter is about 5K. Some are a little bit over. But I have two chapters that are mostly smut. 
So proportionally, you know, there you go. That's but I but I don't know. Like I don't think it's particularly I I never feel like it's particularly sexy or just like super in, you know, explicit. But yeah, also, my stuff isn't at least right now, but yeah. like my novella, um, I would say it's like 40,000 words. Yeah. And I would say it has like three sex scenes and like two kind of like really intense, maybe three really intense tensiony scenes. It's yeah. not bad, but it depends on who you ask. Anyone who reads like dark romance is going to think my book is for wussies. Oh and my anyone God. who reads like straight romance or not straight romance, geez, uh, straight fantasy is going to be like, whoa, this is a lot of sex. You know what I mean? Any so, sex in the page is a lot of sex ask. for somebody who doesn't read books that have any, you know. But um, it's like, yeah. it's, 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 it's like, I hate using these big comparisons, but everyone will know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like uh, Court of Miss and Fury or like um, A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire level steam. You know, it's not anything crazy. There's no like crazy kink or anything um it's boring um to you wild gals out there i just i it's fun to me priscilla here's the deal i for this podcast right i read so much i read about a book a day and i have to read stuff that i don't necessarily aren't necessarily like my jam right that being said sometimes i go deep 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 into a subject um like mafia romance or dark romance because i'm trying to understand it so i'll read like 40 books and i'll just go so wow. on it just trying to examine it from every possible angle i can but the issue is i then become i go native and i get used to like the the crazy shit like the the wild shit i just finished um haunting adeline have you have you read that book i have not oh this Y'all, y'all, I'm in a glass box. This is this book put me in a glass box that I haven't been able to get out of. I've been banging my fists on the walls and I can't get out of it. It is a stalker romance that also involves some troubling themes about uh, our government and satanic oh. pedophile rings and also oh. and also he's a Satan into this. Don't don't drag his good name into a pedophile <laughs> ring, please. But also <laughs> it involves ghosts angel. and an unsolved murder. And also, um he stalks her like brutally, like wow. just absolutely crazy, like invades her home. And, and she like, probably loves it. She has well the thing is she gets like turned on by fear. So like kind oh. of. So she hates him, but like she also is like I'm gonna send you an arc of my novella, and we'll we'll bring you back to the one. Please, that's the thing. I'm like so deep in it. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I I I realize I've lost all perspective. So I was looking at my own sex scene the other day, and I was like, I could spice this up a little oh bit. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait, no. <laughs> Abigail. Uh, one of the, one of the main like sexual subplots of um, my novella um, is that the main character has been a victim of like a type of sexual like assault or other words we don't like to say yeah um and my character is not a self-insert but like i have been through quite terrible gruesome experiences right as a lot of women have and Mm -hmm. a lot of humans um guys gals nine non-binary pals you know we we some of us have been through a lot and i wanted and i know a lot of people go to dark romance um to kind of like get their emotions out in regards to that and I totally respect that yeah. but I wanted to do that in a kind of different way and so mm-hmm. one of the like 
I don't want to say like sexual subplots, but like one of the like little themes that happens is like sexy consent. That's like a big thing in my um, novella. So um, even though he's a demon and, you know, even though it's there's wild monster hunting and all kinds of fun stuff, I would say it it's more on the like cozy side of smutty. It's very like sweet and and like I'm ensuring that you want to be doing this type of smut just because I that's how I decided to um, get out those emotions, you know? I am very, very much the same way. Like I, I definitely enthusiastic consent is part of everything I've ever written where it's like I, I and I realized I had this thought the other day when I was writing where I was like, am I being repetitive in this like aspect of it where the characters you know, in sexy talk, like ask each other, like, is this what you want to do? Um, and and then I was like, uh, who cares if I am? It, this it's is your important. work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's important like, to you. Yeah, it's important to me that like it is verbally confirmed that like that everyone's okay, everyone's on board. Yeah, even if they're like, you know, not necessarily super comfortable in the, like, in the moment where they're like, I don't know if I really, like, who this is new or whatever. Like, it's important to me that when that question is asked, that Arises. the answer yeah. is given. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm also, like, in, in my books, I, I generally just... My thought is, for me personally, I've made this new world with all this new stuff. If I can mm-hmm. have, like, witches and orcs and... um dragons and stuff and what all and like near future technology i can also probably just get rid of sexual assault and no one will that's fair it. like i can just kind of boot that i ain't need that in my imaginary world do i i feel you my duology um is i'm i like kind of i wrote half of a duology i wrote one book um it'll come out next year both books probably mm-hmm. um but I definitely, there are themes of, like, sexism is definitely, like, a topic that's discussed, and, um, like, racism exists and stuff, but it, I kind of do it in a different way, because I don't want it to be about, like, real-life people's trauma, mm-hmm. um, so, like, there's a magical species, um, of, like, people that are, um, kind of, like, a, kind of, like, genocide has been committed against but it has nothing to do with like the color of their skin or like anything that would reflect the real world it's based off of like a whole magic system of things um and i don't want it to reflect anything of the real world because i want it to be even though like there are darker themes in this duology like i don't want it to to bring up anyone's like real life trauma truly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i just but i have another series that i'm planning on just like it's just like like everything is kind of different than the real world like i mean most people don't even have like human flesh colors so like that's not really a thing that they have to deal with as much and like i'm just gonna make it to where gay people is like totally normal like queer queer people like it's not even like a sweat on anyone's back it's like totally normal vibes you know what i mean and i think i think that's what's fun about fantasy is like if you can make a magical plumbing system if you want to make it like totally normal for there to be queer characters then do it if you want to discuss homophobia because you're sick and dang tired of it then do it like you can do what you want as a creator just like be mindful of if whether or not things are your trauma to share 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I talked to, to uh, Daniela Emera um, the other day about this, and we were talking about the uh, weighing of um, doing good versus doing harm and how you should always weigh when you're writing like you can have the best of intentions and you can still do more harm than good very Um, true and you should always be analyzing where you're coming from and why you're taking the things you're taking and whether or not that that's your space Um, yeah exactly uh and it's i that conversation moves it's a very liquid conversation right because we're always talking about like okay first it went from you know there are no stories about people who aren't, you know, white cis people, right? Or white heterosex, heterosexual cis people. Um, okay, so please, God, somebody, anybody, just write some stuff that's not that. And now we've gotten to this point where, okay, now we should leave the space to the people whose those stories actually belong to. Um, and I, and it's a conversation that I think will move back and forth. Um, hopefully, you know. For, for I'm very much yeah I'm very much a know. fan of like writing diverse stories um as long as it's done like like just do your research use sensitivity readers like I'd much rather personally read stories with um like a whole like diverse characters queer characters um characters with um like any just like you know what I mean just like if they have a condition or if they have a mental disorder or if they are black white Hispanic or inspired by any real life culture or I like I love stories to be different I want a curvy MCs and MCs who are I say MCs like everyone's gonna know I'm saying main (laughs) characters who are moms and main characters who are who are blind who are deaf who are all kinds of things I want to see but they need to be done in an appropriate way and I think the easiest way to do that is to listen to people of those groups but also to mind your own like experiences so like if I want to write about like I don't know a sapphic couple like experiencing a kind of problem as someone who's been in multiple sapphic relationships I feel like I can do that yeah um but I'm not going to write a story about like I don't know, um, like a black man experiencing lots of racism because that's not my story to tell, you know, like I just, I, I don't need to put that like trauma into the world. If someone who's experienced that wants to, then that's their right, but it's not my right. And that's kind of just how I kind of take a look at things. So I'm going to have white characters and black characters and, and every kind of character in between and characters who are blue alien people probably at some point too. But, um, I want the, those characters to equally have their fun. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is, is your world full of every type of person that exists in our world? Or have you mentally decided that those people can't exist in your world? And if you've decided that those people can't exist and you're never going to show anyone ever in your world who does not fit a very specific mold, maybe think about why Why? you were doing that. Um, Whether you think that you can tell those stories directly, as in like making those people your main characters, and whether you think that's your place or not, that's a different conversation. If you're writing an expansive world and you don't have anybody with a disability or anybody who is not a straight white person just even freaking peripherally like sometimes I'm reading series and I'm like I have not heard of anyone being any different from any of these people like 
who are the, like no no one even even just a glimpse there's no one and then i get this really weird creepy feeling that my friends don't exist in this world anymore and it freaks me out and i don't like yeah it. no it's weird it's like that's not what a world looks like that's why when i was like developing my book i kept some aspects of it simple and some aspects of it are more complicated mm-hmm. so like there's um it's called the realm of terra yeah um and there's north terra south terra East and West Terra and Mid Terra and then the Desert Isles. And they're inspired by real places on Earth. I wasn't going to be able to um, have them look like every single place on Earth. But essentially, uh, East Terra um, has inspiration from lots of different um, Asian countries. Uh, The Desert Isles is inspired by the Middle East and specifically Kuwait. Because that's where my family's from. West Terra has a lot of like inspiration from Latin America. Um, North Terra is essentially Greenland and Iceland and all the the icy uh, cold countries up there. And um, South Terra is like highly inspired by Africa. And um, Mid Terra is kind of a weird mixture. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a cultural mixture. It would have like white and indigenous people um but not like like northern european kind of white you know you get what i'm saying an italian person might live there right (laughs) so the italians they come up again (laughs) so i tried to have it be a good representation of our world as much as i could i don't have any specific country in mind for any of these places really besides the desert isles uh, oops um Mm -hmm. but i really just wanted it to be to feel like a real world and so i used different cultures for naming my characters Mm -hmm. and i have been working on the pronunciation guide and i'm realizing how hard people are going to have and i don't care I'm going to post videos on TikTok, probably on my website, explaining how to pronounce these characters' names. Um, But I don't care. Um, I'm not going to, I guess, cater to people who don't want to try to pronounce these names. Like, like, and I don't think they're that bad. And some of the names I've even kind of Americanized, like Protego is like the main love interest. And I know that in Latin, that word is pronounced Protego, but like Mm -hmm. for the story... Or, like, um, the main character's last name is Reditus. But in Latin, that, that like, origin would be pronounced Reditus. Um, but yeah. I, so I did Americanize some of the things. Mm-hmm. But, like, Haruka Tanaka, I'm not going to, like, have, I'm not going to, like, Americanize it, yeah. you know? Akil Suberi, like, I'm not going to, Zuberi, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's inspired by a real like a, a real group of cultures and yeah. I would like to keep it that way. So that's kind of how I'm going about this world. I don't know how I'll go about other ones. Like I have yeah. plans for a story that has no true real life inspiration. Like I want it to just be fantastical bullshit. Like I, I don't want you to that's get any hard. That is really hard. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, it's going to be an interesting adventure. I want it to feel absolutely out of this universe um you should have you read left hand of darkness i have not you should read left hand of darkness i mean ursula Gwyn. you should read everything ursula Gwyn has ever written i should Um, read everything in existence well ursula Gwyn in particular because she was a sci-fi writer 
Um, she also was super into philosophy. Um, I believe she taught herself Mandarin so she could read like That's ancient awesome. Chinese like poetry so she could learn. Yeah, it was wild. She's I'm so terribly, terribly sad she's no longer in this world. Um, however, her sci-fi is very much not hard sci-fi. Like it is the fantastical sort of um I, I like this idea of the difference between sci-fi and fantasy gets so blurry with her work that yeah. like but she also is creating whole worlds out of yeah. nothing um which I'm like Jesus Christ um but Left Hand of Darkness specifically is one of my favorite books of all time I've tried to make everyone in my life read it I'm very unsuccessful I love that. um but it is about a planet that an emissary has been sent to he is uh, the emissary of this like federation um and what they do is they send one person to a planet they're trying to bring in just one always and if something happens to that person if the natives of the planet kill them they send another one they always send the one they don't send anybody else and then if that person dies they send another one and then they send another one until eventually that one person agree gets the whole planet to agree to meet with the representatives because what they've learned over the centuries of like integrating people is that anything more than one person is deemed an invasion inherently. Um, so they have this process and the person trains for their whole life to do this thing. And then that's their whole life. They live. You might've sold me. Well, here's the deal, Priscilla. This man is dropped onto this planet. It is the only planet in the known universe where people have no fixed gender. Dope. And they go from male to female, and but most of the time, they are non-binary. They are neither. They exist in their own way, however they want. Um, and they can be both mothers and fathers. And Hell yeah. Their entire society is built around... Um, like, they, they pass on their, their family line through their... Uh, through their their like who they are the mother of basically so like it's tracked through being a mother not being a father like anybody could be a father but not everyone can get pregnant um and uh but the whole society is built around this idea of prestige um and that is really amorphous like what does that even mean what does prestige mean but it's like who keeps the secrets who who is influence and that's the actual currency of this place on top of that it's an ice planet Oh, okay. I'm sold. And so this guy is dropped down and he's like, I don't know. Like, he's really uncomfortable. He's secretly a misogynist. Like, every time somebody appears, like, or every time somebody does something he doesn't like, he attributes female, um, like, attributes to them. Naturally. In his mind. Yeah. He goes like, oh, they have a very soft feminine face or they have a feminine voice but because he didn't like them. Um, but he ends up falling in love with one of the people there. And like, it's a, it's a, and by the end of it, he is so grossed out by himself and by like meeting people who are not of this planet anymore, who are so stuck in gender that he's like, I, don't, I can't even, I can't even be with, like, I can't even talk to you guys anymore. You just, you're wow. Yeah. It is, it is a wild, she wrote it like 1960. Like, it's insane. Anyway, if you want to talk wish- about wild world building, get it. I wish Earth was kind of like that. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't identify with, like, not being a woman. But I don't really identify with being a woman either. I don't tell people that a lot. Now all of your podcast listeners know. But, like, my brain is just kind of like, I just don't care. 
Like, it doesn't mean anything to me like it means to yeah. a lot of people. And I totally respect that it means so much to a lot of people. But my brain is like, you could call me anything. I don't really. It Like, I just don't feel anything. I'm just a, I'm just here. I'm okay. I think the option to, like, it's a this idea that you either need to feel something really hardcore one way or the other, I think is ridiculous. Because I think I that it's perfectly exist. valid to sit in the middle and to be neither and to f- not feel anything regardless yeah. about either way. Like, that is itself an option. And I don't yeah. understand people who are like, no, you need to pick one. Damn it. Yeah. From so this I kind imaginary of handful like, of things that we have. Yeah, I just kind of feel like I'm floating. And um, sometimes I look very, very feminine and no one questions me. And sometimes uh, people think I'm a boy. Um, and I just, I kind of just go with the flow. Um, I'm like, think what you want. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha like i don't care whatever at disney world i got mistaken for like a guy multiple times um and i was and one of my friends was with me and he was like what is happening and i'm like it's all good it's my energy today don't worry i'm like it's fine like i just have i just have big dick energy today i don't know (laughs) or they just thought i don't know if they thought i I don't know what they thought about me, but I was like, you know what? I don't really care. It's Whatever. a mask day. I get to I get to do that. Yeah, we're yeah. just we're vibing. Yeah. And I don't know. I like the idea of like books that kind of play with those societal things just because I don't know. I think sometimes I think our society is too like hoity toity about everything. Man, if we could just be vibes, that'd be real cool. If we could just all be like little orbs in space. Um, yeah, it's like that. that uh, did you ever watch Futurama? Yeah. Okay, so do you know uh, that episode where um, Leela is, is trying to get a boyfriend or whatever? They're trying to hook her up with a guy, so they go to the space bar with all of the glow sticks. And yeah. The, one of the guys they're trying to get her to hook up with is just an orb of energy. And, he, and she's like, so like, um, what what are you? And he's like, I have, I have evolved beyond your petty human need for yeah. form or gender. I can Me. please you. That's what I want to be. I want to be the orb. Also saying that might be a reference to my book. You guys will have to read to find out. Weird. Um, weird. Weird. Weird how that works. That's strange. You should read the book. What's your book called again? Right. Uh, I realize we haven't said Shadow of Eternal Flames. What? Oh, what now? Yeah, Shadow of Eternal Flames is my ridiculous little creature. Um, My baby child. Very sexy cover. Thank you. I did not know how it was going to be perceived. I am glad that it was perceived the way I was hoping. Yeah. But I kind of went on a limb with that cover just because currently in fantasy romance there's kind of two types of covers there's like really pretty character art that's Mm -hmm. kind of like fantasy ish like it's very like you know they're like in a fight scene and they're back to back or like they have swords in their hands and stuff and it's like it might be kind of sexy but it's also very like battle 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 gear yeah or the symbol covers right like you know you've got a crown and a sword or a tiara or whatever right so i was like i want a clinch cover (laughs) like I want like a a, a 70s like I want like a clinch cover yeah um but I want it to be illustrated so I paid an artist who I adore B um he's done a lot of art for me um I was like I want it to give off this energy and he's like Mm -hmm. okay on it did it whipped it up 
And I was terrified because people always um, teased those covers, like, when I was growing up. Like, it was always like, yeah. oh, my gosh, that book of that man and that woman holding each other half naked. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. And they're it's good books. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was yeah. like, oh, no, I did a clinch cover. Um, and then Katie Roberts started doing them. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. It's cool now. Like, clinch covers are back. Baby. It's true. They are back. You know, and as an illustrator, it's it's been a really interesting thing to see because um, we have this wave of people kind of realizing that not all art is the same. And yeah. but also not quite. Oh, they get so close, but they don't quite they don't quite grasp it because the conversation typically goes around. Oh, I hate these illustrated covers. Illustrated covers are awful. And then they'll see a clinch cover like yours or like Katie Roberts. And they'll be like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. I love it. Oh, this is so much better than the illustrated covers. And I was like, bitches, y'all realize that that's also an illustrated cover, yeah, right? Y'all exactly. fam, y'all fam an illustrator did both. Yeah. It's not the illustrator's fault. It's the publisher's fault. If it's a or boring the cover, author. yeah. It's like, well, here's the deal. It's like I mean, we live in an ecosystem. We live in a pond. Romance yeah. is a pond. And the moment you drop something in that pond, it no longer belongs to you. It belongs to everybody. And the people who do the thing are not always going to be as good at it as the original or they're going to be way better at it than you but here's the deal it's all illustration fam so yeah. listen here's the thing if you don't like it do your own thing it's yeah fun. you don't have to follow i accidentally hopped on this trend like i didn't realize it was going to be a trend yeah. it was just what i wanted and yeah. then it happened to be that i hopped on a trend train really early a, a little a little trend train yeah. and I was like wow <laughs> I accidentally did a smart marketing move um because it turns out I don't people like have... what character what characters look like and a lot of times what they what they don't like is ugly photos that have been poorly photoshopped like there are, there are there is a, a wide spectrum of cover there's the poorly photoshopped weird regency covers there are the boring stick people standing um not even looking at each other and looking very stiffly at the audience covers and yeah. then there are like good clinch covers and then there are the kind of badly done clinch covers it's a spectrum but listen there's room for everybody here. Just pay your illustrators well. Get your favorite yeah. artist if you can, if you have the money. Yeah. And they'll do what you want. And I'm sure your audience will like it. Oh, yeah. I promise you. Oh, yeah. For for this book, I wanted an illustrated cover. I've kind of decided I'm going to go back and forth. Yeah. So my duology, I already have the covers. They are symbol covers. I'm mm -hmm. going to have a heck ton of art. Like, all, my A-plus content on Amazon. So you'll see a little banner with art. And, and like, I'm going to still get... I I commission art like a fiend i don't know what's wrong with my brain but i just decide that all of my spare money in my existence should go to book art for mm -hmm. my book because i want to see it people want to see it though, um, so like, yeah i it's a good marketing move but yeah. also i'm just obsessed with seeing um my little demon boy you know it's fine and listen and our, as somebody our... who has the power to draw her own characters it's bad because I can just do that. I have the superpower. Start a, start a webtoon comic. I swear to you. You would do so well. Oh, my That's God. That's why I have a Patreon. That way I can feel like I'm doing it for a purpose other than just fulfillment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Um, but yeah, like, so the duology will be symbol covers. And yeah. then I have a series that I can't name, even though it, it all has names, um, just because uh, we'll, we'll name them sometime next year. But I'm probably, hopefully, going to be able to afford to pay this very, very, like, crazy a fantastic illustrator that I'm obsessed with um, that makes these absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, like, crazy, oh my gosh, this art. If that happens, if I'm able to afford this, um, you will all see it. You will all love it. Um, but I'm going to flip back and forth, you know? Um, my, my duology is a um, Regency-inspired fantasy romance. All right. So the symbol covers, I felt like they fit. Yeah, it's, it's, um, that's, that's awesome. You know, some some crowns and tiaras and stuff. I feel like they fit, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens in in yeah. the world. Um, with I just I think you gotta pick what fits your vibe. So like this this clinch cover really fit the vibe of the novella because the novella is quite a a gushy romantic story with a little bit of smut. You know, it's yeah. it's very. I my husband is like yucky it's so romantic <laughs> he's like gross um and that's what you expect i think from this cover yeah. so i think it kind of i think it kind of works whereas like with a symbol cover for the whole like regency fantasy romance i think you'll kind of get that regency vibe you know it's like with crescent city i mean um you kind of get this otherworldly like creation of this like awesome big fantasy world from the cover because it's yeah. so cool and i think that's what you just have to focus on is like find an illustrator or a creator who can make something that like gives you them vibes it's all yeah. about the vibes it's all about the vibes i've been saying i've been yeah. saying it's about the vibes and it's about paying someone enough to do good work but also paying somebody enough for them to tell you when your idea is bad that's fair that's important. Um, yeah. That's what, my... that's what they teach you in art school is that they, they teach you how to, you get one portion of an illustration class is always the talk from the teacher, which is, listen, your clients are going to ask for some terrible stuff. Here's how you talk them down from doing the thing. None of my artists have ever talked me down from doing the thing, but I would like to say it's because I have good ideas. <laughs> I mean, I think I like your cover, so so Thank I, I mean, you. if that was your idea, if that was your, you know, composition and stuff, then then I think you're on the right track. I think also there's a certain level of like letting the artist kind of yeah. like, here's here's what I'm thinking of, please just I trust you go hog wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do a little of both for that yeah. cover. It was like, this is exactly what I'm envisioning. Like I sent a photo of a dress and I was like, this is her gown and I want the room to give off these vibes. And I sent pictures and he, he threw them all together and made it exactly. But I have another artist. Um, I should be getting the final copy sometime today or tomorrow. I sent him parts of the epilogue um, uh, and just some vibes. And I was like, go nuts. Cause my epilogue, uh, as hopefully all of you will eventually find out, maybe. Uh, it'll be on Kindle Unlimited, so you can just download so that should. thing if you already you have should. it, you Do know? It. Yeah. Um, it is nuts. The epilogue is kind of just uh, a wild description of things, and he draws it so well. He kind of just went nuts. He was like, into the abyss. And I sent it to some of my friends, and they were like, this is quite abstract. How do you feel about this art? I'm like, it is exactly what my epilogue describes. Don't even trip on it, dog. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, golden. I love it. Like, 
you know, you sometimes it's sometimes you have to like be like, I want this, and this yeah. is exactly what I want. And sometimes you have to be like, go nuts. I mean, my duology covers. I'll be honest with you guys, they're kind of pre-made. They're kind of pre-made covers. They were made for someone, and then that person didn't want them, and then I did. Um, because they fit my story, but they didn't fit their story kind of situation. Um, I'm not mad. No, they looked totally ex- fine. They looked exactly like I was going to describe to someone, so I was like, I'm just going to buy these, because I was going to describe this to someone. Works for me. Yeah, that's just fate. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I like pre-mades. I'm, it's, obviously it's very hit or miss. Um, but I feel like everything's very hit or miss. Um, I have a friend, I'm not going to name them, but, uh, I have a friend who wrote a book. It's a beautiful book that you've probably all seen all over everywhere. Gorgeous book. I've looked at that cover designer's website and not liked most of the covers they design. And they're somebody's thing. They're not my thing. Yeah. But that same designer created this cover that is one of the prettiest covers I have ever ever seen so it's also just up to the way you ask for things if you want like i i i sent my cover designer the fonts i like i straight up was like something like this like i want it to be swirly whirly and they were like got you Mm -hmm. you know so it it, it's you gotta just work together and if you don't like what they're creating you've got to be honest and and you you have to pay them enough to get what you deserve and what you want you know yeah it's true it's true. Yeah. Priscilla, when's your book coming out? It is coming out April 26th. What? April 26th? Oh, my God. That's so soon. I'm going to pass out. Um. Oh, God. I feel like my book doesn't come out until freaking August, and I'm over here like, oh, my God, have I done all the things? Oh, God. Yeah. Um. I'm... I'm I'm surprised I haven't just, like, dramatically fainted. Um. Yeah. It's it's been a really fun experience. I've learned so much. I feel like this was kind of just the start of my journey, you know, it's a yeah. little debut novella. But um I'm really excited to share it with everyone. Um I was feeling very anxious about it last week, but I am feeling a lot better. Editors will <laughs> yeah. do that for you. Yeah, I am sure that it's gonna be it's gonna be a rousing success. It is gorgeous. I can't wait. It to read sounded it. like you said arousing. That too, I might have. You don't know. Oh my did God. I say rousing or did I say arousing? I mean, basically, it's the same thing. So who gives a shit? Exactly. Yeah. If it arouses you, put that in the Amazon reviews. <laughs> the Goodreads review. Yes. I won't. I won't reply, but I'll like it. Yeah. We've yeah, learned. Definitely. Uh, somebody left a, a review for my book on Goodreads the other day that said that um, Theodore, my main character, has entered their uh, book boyfriends catalog, and I was like. That is the highest compliment I think I've ever received. Thank you. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. Uh, although one of my friends did tell me that after reading my sexy parts of my books, they wanted to go do it with her boyfriend. And I was like, that's a different kind of compliment that I don't think I wanted or needed. But thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. I have. There's a girl who follows me on like all social media, and she's super polite. And she just really likes all of the snippets I've posted so far. Yeah. To the point where I noticed one day she changed her her Twitter name to Pertigo, which is the main male character in my books. Uh, Pertigo's waiting room. And I have I've never cheesy smiled that hard in my That's existence. That's so 
good though. Oh, I was like, oh man, just wait, baby. <laughs> just wait, it's happening. It's all happening. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Well, you should. I think so. This episode is going to come out. Um, the I I was literally, I was literally just looking at the calendar and I've already forgotten and I can't believe that. Um, so this episode is going to come out on the twenty seventh. So it, your book is going wow. to be out. When when this comes out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that link, baby. Gotta get that link. The the pre order link, I guess, will just be a regular order link by the time it's in my um, I think I'm a jiggy. Um, but you should get the book. It looks fantastic. I can't wait to read it. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm gonna go and get my grubby hands on it. Oh and yeah, I'm gonna read the hell out of it because I, I like copies, that. I think our copies go out in like four days. We're we're on it. The the look of that sexy little demon boy. I would like one of those. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. Can I get much. that on Amazon? I'm yes, sorry, you can. can I get that for like one day shipping or same day even? Oh my gosh. Over here, just one. He's just really big and he's got those big pointy ears and I'm into it. I I'm a sucker for the pointy ears, man. Why I don't do you think know. I made my, why do you think I made my character my like he's an elf? It's and he's blue. He's got ears. I, I'm a sucker. Elf and Faye and they're and demons and their pointy ears. Uh, I, at this point, I think we should associate pointy ears with vampires, just so we can have more pointy ears in the world. Yeah, if they're if they're sexy, they got pointy ears. That's, yep, that's that's Agreed. the law. We lay okay. down the law. So, Priscilla, this is yes. this is the end of the episode. This is the plug zone. What do you have to plug? What do I have to plug? Yeah. I have um lots of computer cables. Um, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lovely <laughs> little. I have a lovely little fantasy romance novella coming out April twenty sixth called Shadow of Eternal Flames. Um, and I have a ridiculous uh social media presence that you might find entertaining. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Priscilla Rose Author. Mm-hmm. I'm Priscilla Rose on Facebook. I think I'm Author Pris on Twitter, and I'm going to have a readers group. I'll, I'll give you guys all. This is the first the first leak of the name. Um, I think it's called Priscilla Rose's Court. So Ooh, if you want to join, if you want to join my court, if you guys read Shadow of Eternal Flames, um, I would love to have you there. Gonna gonna share some memes and uh, some sneak previews of some stuff, you know. Um, so thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to hopefully hearing from all of you guys soon. Yeah, yeah, you guys should definitely read it. All the links are going to be below, as per usual, in the description. Um, you know, you know, you know how you nasty girl do. She puts those links in there. Um, I have my stuff in there as well. You know where to find me. It's Kingdom Thirst pretty much everywhere. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at Abigail K. Kelly. Uh, I have a Patreon where I release. Woo! A lot of content. I've been made aware that I release maybe an insane amount of content. And I, I love it, though. I thought that I didn't release enough. So I guess I just don't know what I'm doing, which should surprise no one. But none of us do. Chapters of my novel, Consort's Glory, release every Sunday. They're like 5,000 words long a piece. We're deep in it, fam. Here's the deal. Here's the deal about it. If you sign up now, um, you get, this is going to be, God, we're going to be at like chapter like 15, 17 or something like 15. So you get 15 chapters of that book to binge right away. You will also have two full novellas to read 
all done, ready for you. Everyone can read them. Um, one of them has a demon, a shadow demon that turns into like an eldritch horror when his mate is threatened. His mate happens to be a fae who was trapped in a jar for a year. Um, and then also the next one has a dragon man that has wings and tail even when he's man-sized. Okay? Ooh. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, he falls in love with a scientist who uh, lives in a weather station, essentially, at the top of a mountain. And she accidentally sentences him to death by reporting his existence to her town. And so she lures him to her home to try and save his life. Realizing, she doesn't realize, that the um, the dragon will, well, want to stay uh, once she's done this. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's sexy times in both. There's world building in both. It all takes place in the same universe. The new protectorate world... Um, it's, I love it. there's a lot going on. I introduced some extremely hot people in the last chapter of the Dragon novella. I mean, the hottest. An elf from the south. He's a southern gentleman elf. I've also got- Oh my gosh! Yes! I, he's also the captain of, like, a, like a military, like, like a special ops unit, a spe- essentially, um, who kind of comes in at the last minute. And then there's, uh, there's, like, a, a, another dragon. There's multiple dragons- so many dragons. There's a hot mountain lion shifter who's also kind of a dick, but like he's got a heart of gold secretly. There's it's all in one novella, folks. You can get in there now. It's there for you, waiting. So you should do it. Works by Apple. Yeah. It's Patreon. It's in the link below. Everything else, you know, we got a Discord group. That's fun. Um, you know, bookshop.org account, merch, whatever. It's all in there. Yeah, do it. Or send me an email. Or you can send me a real letter to my PO box. Whatever. All of the links, everything. Too much information, you might say, rests below. Harass us, please. Yes. Yes. Leave us just terrible, terrible comments about how aroused you were. <laughs> manatee talk at the top of this podcast. Tell us how much you like pointy ears. Yes. And pointy teeth, one might even say. If you have a manatee story, we'd love to hear it. You oh know? my God, actually? <laughs> yes. Yes. Alrighty. This is the end of the episode. Thank you, Priscilla. Uh, I'll see y'all next week. Or you won't. But I'll see you. So we'll see. Dun, dun, dun. I'm always watching. Okay, bye. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.